are you? Good. Welcome to the 10 o'clock class. We're just so happy that you're joining us this morning. It's going to be great. We have been in a series by Pastor J.B. Whitfield called The Force of Joy, and today we are on session four, and let's jump right in. Let's go ahead and cue that up and play session four. everybody. In session four, Pastor Whitfield poses a penetrating personal choice for all of us, one that certainly can determine your attitude and your blessing. A good memory scripture to take with you is Isaiah 12, 2 and 3. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He has also become my salvation. Therefore, with joy ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Here now is Pastor Whitfield and Session 4 of The Force of Joy, Walking in Joy. Once again, I want you to know how full of joy I am to be coming to you and ministering to you and sharing the Word with you. Because I know in my own life, in my wife's life, in our family's life, there have been times that we had nothing to be joyful about. We had nothing to, we had no reason to be full of joy, but yet we honored the word of God and we counted it all joy. We honored the word of God and we made a choice to walk in the joy of the Lord. And when we did, God honored that and he put a defense around us and he caused that force of joy to bring victory in our life. Even though there may be some things that we are still believing him for that have not manifested yet, and there are things that we still need to walk in joy concerning, we know that victory is ours because Jesus is Lord and that the force of joy will always bring victory regardless. I want you to know that you can walk in that same joy if you choose to. You can walk in joy. And when you walk in the joy of the Lord, it will, draw, it will cause you to draw something. See, not only is joy a force, but joy is a bucket, if you will. Now, I know that may sound silly to you right now, but when I was growing up, I grew up in Roxborough, North Carolina, and we had three and a half acres of tobacco, and, and uh, we'd go out to my grandfather Whitfield's uh, farm and the farmhouse, and, and they had a well, and that was how we got the water. And what we would do is we would lower one bucket, an empty bucket down into the well, and there would be another bucket in the well, in the water, and it would draw up out of that well water as we lowered one bucket down. And then you would do the, you would take that bucket and you would pour it into whatever you needed it poured into, and then you would lower it back down and you would draw out of that well, the water that you needed. Listen to what Isaiah chapter 12 has to say about joy. Isaiah 12 in verse 2 says this, Behold, God is my salvation. Glory to God. And it says, I will trust and I will not be afraid. See, you need to understand trust leads you to joy. 
Hallelujah. Let me, let me, let me interrupt this scripture for just a moment. I'll come back to that, but let me read this scripture to you about trust. Psalm chapter five, uh, verse 11 says, let all those that put their trust in God rejoice. Hallelujah. So if you have trust in God, then the Bible says, let those that put their trust in God rejoice. Now what the word rejoice there means in Psalm chapter five is let them be glad. Let them be cheerful. Same word we've talked about in the sessions prior to this. And that is let them make a choice to be glad. You're not, when you put your trust in God and in his word and all that he says, you're not, you don't, you don't have to have a feeling to walk in joy. No, it's a choice that you make. But now look, listen to what else Psalm chapter five says, let them shout for joy because you defend them. Now we've seen all through these sessions that when you walk in the joy of the Lord, that, uh, that God defends you. It says, let them shout for joy because God defends him. Do you know what the word shout there means? It means shout. Hallelujah. It means a ringing cry of jubilation. That's what the word shout there means. You know, when I think about shouting in God and I think about shouting and God defending them and bringing victory, you have to think about Joshua and the children of Israel walking around the walls of Jericho. And on that seventh day, God told them to shout. What were they doing? They trusted God. Let them that trust God, let them that love his name, let them that put their trust in God rejoice and let them shout for joy. And when Joshua and the children of Israel shouted, God defended them. When Joshua and the children of Israel shouted, glory to God. When, and that word shout there means a, a ringing cry of jubilation. So when they shouted, the walls came down. So I believe that as you make a decision that you're going to walk in joy and then shout unto God with the voice of triumph, then that's going to be a ringing cry of jubilation come up out of your heart unto God and walls are going to come down around you and around your family. Listen to what else Psalms chapter five, verse 11 says, and it says, let those also who love your name be joyful in you. So in other words, if you say that as we just read in Isaiah chapter 12, it says, the, I, I love God. He, he is my salvation. I trust in God. He has become my salvation. Then Psalm said, if you do love him, then let them be joyful in him. Now that word be joyful means to jump for joy. That's why I jump so much in church. Glory to God. That's why I jump up and down in praise and worship. I am counting it all joy. I am joyful. I am full of joy. Glory to God. And I love him. So in other words, in Psalm chapter five, it says that we're going to rejoice. We're, we're going to make a choice to be filled with the joy of the, of the Lord. And then we're going to shout for joy. And then we're going to jump for joy. Now, as we do that, look at what Isaiah said was going to happen on our behalf. Look at this. It says, for Yahweh, the Lord is my strength. He is my song. He also has become my salvation. Now, listen to what verse three says in Isaiah chapter 12. It says, therefore, with joy. 
Therefore, with making a choice to be glad, making a choice to be cheerful, therefore with joy, making a choice to shout for joy, therefore with joy, making a choice to jump for joy, therefore with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Glory to God. Do you know that when we wanted water, we could not just go to the well and stand there and look at it and say, oh, I wish I had some water. No, we had to draw. We had to draw. We had to draw out of that well. Now, Isaiah prophesied the coming of the Lord. Isaiah prophesied that Jesus would come. He would receive stripes on his back for your healing, that he would bear your sins, your, your sicknesses and your diseases, that he would be bruised and crushed on your behalf and all iniquity would be placed upon him for you. Isaiah saw that. So Isaiah knew that the Messiah was coming, not just with salvation so that you could go to heaven, but Isaiah knew that the Messiah was coming with healing, with deliverance, with safety, with soundness of mind, with prosperity, and with new birth. So in other words, that's why Isaiah said here in, in chapter uh, 12, verse 3, and he said, with joy. In other words, with, with a choice of joy. In other words, the force of joy will reach down into the wells. The wells of what? New birth. In other words, when you get born again, you reach down into the well of new birth and you became a new creature in Christ. Old things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Glory to God. But that's not all salvation is. Salvation is much more than heaven. If heaven was all that there was to salvation, then that would be better than hell, I promise. I've never been to either one, but I just believe heaven is better. But salvation is more than just going to heaven. If that had been the case, Isaiah would have said, with joy we draw from the well of salvation. But Isaiah said we draw from the wells, plural, of salvation, meaning joy will draw healing out of the well of healing. Joy will draw deliverance out of the well of deliverance. Joy will draw safety and soundness of mind out of the well of safety and soundness of mind. Joy will draw prosperity out of the well of prosperity. So when you walk in the joy of the Lord, when you make a choice to allow the force of joy to be your guiding tool, if you will, to be um, your leader, if you will, that you're going to make a choice to rejoice regardless of what's going on around you, then you are lowering a bucket. If, if sickness and disease comes against my body, sometimes I, I've gone to church, I've preached on a Sunday morning, and I've been, I've been under physical attack. My physical body was weak. My physical body did not feel good, but I counted it all joy. And I 
took the joy of the Lord and I lowered that bucket down into the well of healing and I did not allow the enemy to stop me and to keep me from moving forward. No, I let joy draw out of the well of healing and bring strength to my body. It's the same thing in whatever you're doing. You have joy is a force and it will draw from the wells of salvation and bring it up to your life so that you can walk in the fullness of what Jesus bought and paid for. I just want to remind you that joy is a force. It's a force in your life and you can walk in the fullness of everything that salvation has bought and paid for. And the way that you do it is by drawing out of the wells of salvation with joy. God bless you. I love you. And I'll see you again soon. For me, trust, uh, trusting God is a choice and joy is a choice. I have to wake up daily and decide to trust in God and to take my bucket of joy and dig into that well of salvation to walk in joy. I think otherwise for me, uh, it would be listening to the noise of the enemy, to his noise of hopelessness and depression and sadness. So every day I wake up and I decide and I choose joy. And sometimes people see me and they say, you're always so happy or you're always so joyful or gleeful. Well, I made a decision that day that I was going to choose God and his joy. And that leads me to breakthroughs. That leads me to my healing. That leads me to abundant living. I think before I rededicated my life to God, the it, it was a time of sadness. It was a time where I, I didn't have God and I had a lack of joy. So now that I'm in Christ, I have no choice but to feed myself with his joy daily, to, to walk as a single woman in Christ, knowing that he's got me covered in the day. He's got me covered throughout my day. And if I tap into God on a daily basis, I can walk in freedom. Therein lies my joy. Therein lies the smile that you see on a daily basis. I have to remind myself every day to go and take, take and drink from the joy of the Lord. As a person who has rededicated my life back to Christ, I understand that it's something that I need to do every day. I get up and I remind myself that the joy of the Lord is your strength today, Stephanie. Uh, you have no other choice but to walk in His joy. I understand that because I'm in relationship with God, feeling a lack or a void from God, that's a symptom of relationship. So I go back to Him. I, I go to His Word and I remind myself, it's not what the enemy is saying, but it's what God is telling me. It's the joy that is my strength. Uh, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom, there is love and peace and joy. Singing the songs that have the words in them that say, the joy of the Lord is my strength, or I will shout for joy. Those are things that I have to do as a human. I can tangibly do those things and to tap into God and tap into what he has for me. I shout for joy as a singer. I audibly say how good he is. And those things um, re-energize my salvation and re-energize uh, re my joy and reconnect me with him.
Amen. Did you get something out of that? Good, good. So let's look at those scriptures real quick. Let's go to uh, Psalms 5, 11. And, you know, uh, we've already discussed that joy is a choice. You know, it's a choice to enter into uh, the joy of the Lord. And the devil tries to get us to look at every reason why we shouldn't be joyful because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so it's constantly saying, hey, I don't want you to go. The devil's constantly going, I don't want you to go into joy. Why? Because he wants to take our strength away. He wants us to move into you know, places where we don't operate in that way. Now we're not a testimony. Not only is our life not where it needs to be, but now all of a sudden we're not a testimony either. So let's look at this in verse, <clears throat> verse 11, Psalms 5, 11. It says, but let all who take refuge in you be glad. Now, in the King James, it says, let all uh, those who put their trust in thee rejoice. Now, who is, who is it talking to? It's talking to everybody. It's talking to every believer, right? So no matter where we're at or no matter what we're doing or what we have going on, no matter what you have just faced or just come through or what the details look like, rejoice, right? And that's, he's telling us something to do. He's telling us a commandment, right? He's not telling us, he's not telling us that this is a good idea and maybe you should do this. He's saying, do this. So if we choose God as the person that we trust in, then we need to rejoice, all right? So it says, let them ever sing for joy, for joy's sake. And may you shelter them, and may that those that love your name may exalt in you. Let me read it in the King James. <clears throat> but let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. In other words, they're shouting because they know that God's going to defend them. You see, they're going to be joyful because they know that God's going to defend them. This is, not, this is not a question. This is somebody saying, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what the armies against me or the storm against me looks like. I know that God defends me. I know. And so it says, let them be joyful. Let them rejoice. All right? And then it says, let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. In other words, do we take our joy, look at this, let them exalt in you, let them be joyful in, in thee, is what the King James says. Do we take our joy, do we choose to take our joy in what we see, or do we choose to look at God and take our joy from him? We choose him. We know that in him is where our joy is found. So that's where we need to be turning to constantly for our joy. How many people have ever felt like your joy has been under attack? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't, I want you to come up here and preach, you know, because you got something that nobody else has ever experienced, right? I think even Jesus' joy came under attack right? But he had to choose to look to the Father and find his joy there. I love this verse. Let's turn uh, now to Isaiah 12 and verse 3. 
Let's just start at 12.1 and just kind of set the context here. It says, Then you will say on that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for although you were angry with me, your anger is turned away and you comfort me. Now, he's, he's talking here, he's prophesying about a future time when the anger of God is pushed away, when the wrath of God is pushed away because of the grace that comes through Jesus Christ. This is prophesying. If you go on in Isaiah all the way over into around chapter 40, around 40 to 50 in there, it starts prophesying about the time when Jesus comes. So this is talking about the time when, hey, look, We've been walking through the law. We can't uphold the law. We've got to throw ourselves on your mercy and your grace. But there's coming a time where your anger will be pushed away, and it literally uh, fulfills that. I think it's Isaiah 54, uh, 51 and 54, where that happens. And it's because Christ has come. So this is the time that we're in now, the time that Christ has come. His anger is done away with. And he says, Behold, God, this is, this is Isaiah looking forward to that moment and prophesying and saying, this is how you need to be thinking. In other words, even when Jesus hadn't come, you need to look to that time and see the character of God and say, hey, I'm going to take my joy in the Lord. He loves me. And then in verse 2, behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. He's looking to God. For the Lord God is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He's my strength. He's my song. Didn't matter how you got there or what you were seeing around. You looked into God and saw, hey, this is my strength. This is my Lord. And then it says in verse 3, Therefore, because of these things, because you choose to look at the Lord, Therefore, you will joyously draw water. Joyously draw water from the springs of salvation. In the King James, it says, out of the wells of salvation. Therefore, with joy. So we have wells of salvation. We have wells of salvation, not just eternal life, not just one well, but there's wells in that eternal life is the the biggest thing that can happen to you is to reconnect with God. But then you have wells of healing and wells of of protection and deliverance and uh, made to do well. Anywhere where the Lord can save you, these define the wells of salvation. We're going to be talking about that in the 11 o'clock service some more uh, today about that, not just the wells, but the pieces of salvation. And he says here, he says, how do you reach into those wells of salvation and draw out salvation? How do you do that? How do you draw that salvation out? You draw that salvation out with joy. In other words, what Pastor Whitfield described in the video was that you reach down with bucket, with a bucket of joy, and you reach into the well of salvation, and you bring that up. Have you ever wanted, you know, hey, I need healing. I need something. I need something. I need an answer, God. I need it right now. Well, do we do it like this, like this lamp represents the well? Oh, God, I just, I need, a, I need something, God. Oh, oh, God. Oh God, I need something, God. I need, I need. It's just so bad. I, I so I need something, God. That is not how God tells us to do this, <laughs> right? Yeah. 
Everybody around me just sucks, God. I just, I just can't take it anymore. You know, that is not what it says to do. Right? That's not it. Nobody's listening to you. I know you made me a promise and you told them to be a blessing to me, but God, they're just not listening. That's not what it says to do. It says to look to him. It says to look to him. What if part of your answer is through somebody else? What if, uh, George, will you come here for a second? Let's say that George, let's stand over here. Let's say that George is, he has an answer that he's supposed to bring to me. He's supposed to be a blessing to me somehow. Let's say I even am aware of that, all right? We'll use, let's use finances and because it's easy to see, all right? So I even got, he gives seed to the sower, amen. Uh, so, all right, so, <laughs> all right, so let's say that I need finances. George has it. God's provided him seed, right? And I know that George is the one that's supposed to give it to me, right? Now, I can sit here and let's say that for whatever reason, George is not listening, right? <laughs> that's what happens. That's prophetic. <laughs> it will fall right through his hands. <laughs> Amen? You want to be obedient to God, you know, because uh, it's a funny thing about that. All right, so let's say that he's not listening. Now, do I, do I or do I not have a tendency, if I know that it's supposed to come through George, do I or do I not have a tendency to be like, um, has God told you something? <laughs> has God been telling you something? Have you, have you heard anything from the Lord recently? And he goes, nope, no, I hadn't heard anything. And, and you're like, are you sure you hadn't heard something from the Lord? And, you know, and, and uh, if you've grown up enough, you know that you shouldn't even let our request be made known unto God, right? So I shouldn't even be talking to him about that unless the Lord specifically tells me to say something. That's very rare. And if you think that's you, God's telling you to tell somebody that, come talk to me first. All right. So, and, but if, let's say that I'm not talking to him, but all, the, all of a sudden I realize, man, he is just not being obedient. And maybe he's not seeing it. Maybe he's got blinders up, right? Maybe he's just not seeing it. Well, first thing all to do is all to be praying for him. Lord, let the blessing be on him. Let deception be removed. Let the blessing of God rise up in his life. But what we tend to do because of this corrupted flesh is go, Oh, George is on my nerves. God. If he would just do what God's told him to do, I could be about your business, Lord, you know, if he would just do it. And so what we're doing is we're letting our joy be stolen. But see, this verse right here, it says, let us go to the well of our salvation, the wells of salvation. In other words, keeping our eyes on God and let us joyously not look at somebody who's missing it, which you don't even know for sure anyway. But let us turn to God who never misses it, who always sees you, who always has provision and wells of salvation that Jesus has already paid for. And let us not turn here and go, oh my God, will, God, will you help him see? Jeez, bring some humility in him, Lord. Oh my goodness, this has gone on too long. Or does it say, 
Lord, I'm so happy. I am so joyful in you. Because no matter what circumstances tell me, Lord, you are awesome. And Lord, I just take my bucket of joy and I reach down into the wells of salvation. And through joy and faith and trust in you, I just move into that place. And see, spiritually, something happens in that moment. Spiritually, salvation is received. It's just a matter of time at that point. Once you get your heart right and your faith right, it is just a matter of time. And and look, let's say that a lot of times the Lord wants to use the person and so he's going to extend mercy to that person a lot of times what we're really in faith over is the mercy that God's given that person don't you want God to be merciful with you then isn't it worth spending some more time in faith while God gives mercy to the person you see See, a lot of times we're like, well, did you just get on with it? And, and see, what we're doing is we're sowing seeds of the next time that, you know, God is not mocked whatsoever a man sows, that shall we also reap. So the next time it's you missing it, and God, you want God to basically say, well, I'm, I'm taking that blessing away from him completely anyway. Not going to have any mercy. I'm not going to extend any time to them, to you. See, see how this goes around we need to we need to understand how this system works so when we go here and we keep our eyes on God who we know he's our source he's our defender he's our protector he's our life source he's our healer he is our salvation in every area Lord I put my trust in you praise God and I just rejoice in you and I dip down with that joy into the wells of salvation and maybe maybe it is George and, and finally, in that, I open up the blessing of God to help remove the deception that's in front of his face. And now he sees it, and, and then I'm not even paying attention there. I'm just praying for blessings. Now he sees what he needs to do, and then he brings it and he gives it, you see. But it can be money, it can be all kinds of other things. Let's say that he never does see that. Well, God's got other channels. He can, he can choose anybody to bring that about through. The question is not who it is or who's going to do what or who's going to do uh, what with what. The question is what are you going to do and who are you going to be focused on and are you going to choose joy and use it as the force that it is? You know, when you need, thanks, sir, when you need healing, when you need deliverance, when you need prosperity, when you need protection, when you need salvation in any way whatsoever, our eyes and our trust needs to be on God, and we need to choose joy. How many people know that when you need the wells of salvation to give you something to drink is not the time when you feel like being joyful? Or, or do you have a different experience than I do? I mean, is that is in that time, is it that you're feeling like, oh, yes, I just feel like being so joyful right now when all my needs are not met, you know? That's you? Yeah, you just feel great. You just feel like putting on faith and praising God. You know, that's what you feel like, right? No. No. So in other words, you're going to have to bypass those feelings and choose joy. Choose joy. So in the, uh, let's put up real quick the message, Isaiah 12, 3 and 4 in the message. 
I'll read it to you here. Or it's 2 through 4. I'll just read it. It says, just listen to this. Yes, indeed, God is my salvation. I trust. I won't be afraid. God, yes, God is my strength and song. Best of all, my salvation. You know, he didn't say that George was my strength and song. He didn't say that anybody else was my strength and song. You know, Nicole is not my strength and song. She's my wife, and I love her, but she's not my source. Yeah. <laughs> she said, please don't let her sing. Amen. Preach it, sister. Is <laughs> my strength and song. Best of all, my salvation. Joyfully, you'll pull up buckets of water from the wells of salvation, and as you do it, you'll say, give thanks to God, call out his name, ask him anything, shout to the nations, tell them what he's done, spread the news of his great reputation. See, this is what joy does. Joy goes from being discouraged about what hasn't come to being at the point where no matter what you face, you have hope in the middle of that situation. And then over in the New Testament, it tells us it's that hope that will draw people to ask you, why do you have this hope? You'll have to give an account for the hope that is within you. How many times, see, I, this is one of the biggest testimonies when believers start, 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 getting to the place where they need to be, people will start asking them, how can you be so joyful? How can you be so happy with all that going on? Because they'll see that person in the middle of that circumstance and they'll go, that does not make sense. That is not logical why they are so joyful. But it's because that believer has truly put their trust in the Lord so much so that it is causing joy to be produced. And you know what will happen to that believer? That joy will dip down in and bring the answer that's already provided them through Jesus Christ. Amen. Choose joy. Lord, we just praise you and we thank you for joy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Lord, we just give you the glory and the honor and we praise you, Lord. Thank you for giving us joy. Thank you, Father, for providing a way to dip into the wells of your salvation. Lord, we just praise you. You are worthy of all praise and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you in a few.